Welcome to the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. Now sit back, relax, and rewind your mind. Reminisce with friends you didn't even know you had. And if you weren't there, then this is news to you. Hey there, what's up? I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. And welcome to the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. What's up, man? Nothing, dude. We're just sitting, chilling, watching some old school TV shows. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some old school TV stuff. But uh, what, what's been up in the last week or so? We, well, we skipped a week. We skipped, we did skip a week. We were, I think we were both busy. We were. I think we were both exhausted. I think that's part of it, yeah. Yeah, we were both just like tired. And you were out and I was out. and Then, yeah. Well, I came over and we were just like, yeah, let's not do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got we we attempted. We, then we started watching a movie. Yeah, we, we watched uh, that. Uh, Devil made me do it. Yeah, what the hell? Conjuring, Conjuring, yeah, Conjuring series. It was the la- latest in the series. I was like, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of movies, you son of a bitch, you had me watch <laughs> that other fucking movie. I don't even remember what the fuck it was called. It's called like W N U B, like W N U B. Halloween special, yeah, it's on Shutter, and they they tried to they tried to uh, summon a murder suspect or some shit. Like that. Yeah, they it was it was like a, a fake newscast, and I mean it was it was entertaining because they did all the commercials and shit. Yeah, it was like you were just flipping through watching the news, watching the news, but they kept fast forwarding, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And I mean it was funny, but it was entertaining, but it, then it just ended, and I was like, there was no ending, no. It just was done. It, it was kind of like, the, almost like a Blair Witch style. Yeah, it just like stopped. I was like, motherfucker, he did it to me again. <laughs> but at least I watched this one the whole way through. Yeah, I know. And then you're like, oh, I thought I told you it was horrible. I'm like, I, <laughs> I was like, you're going to need to watch this, dude. It's terrible. Yeah, I didn't know that it was like really bad. It was, it was. But it, I mean, it was entertaining though. It, it, it didn't keep my attention because I was doing other shit, but it was good background noise for yeah. an hour and a half. I mean, I, I had nothing to do, so I was just watching movies on Shutter. Yeah. And I come across this, I'm like, I'm going to check it out. And it, 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 it was, was like a, watching the news in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. They had, they had like all the old, uh, like all the old 900 numbers and yeah. shit on there, and they had, uh, the, the newscasters were kind of funny. Though, yeah, they had no clue what was going on. No. I, I, there I, was the one newscaster in the van. Yeah, and she's like, uh... Here's that story we told you about the dentist that doesn't like candy. Yeah. <laughs> and they kept playing that over and over. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was entertaining, <clears throat> but it wasn't good. And I, at the end, I was like, son of a bitch, he did it to me he again. He fucking got me again. But, so, speaking. Speaking of stupidity shit. Yeah, yeah speaking of dumb TV shit. Um, We're going to take you way back. Yeah. To the 90s. Way back to the 90s. Now, and yeah, yeah, this would have been like probably early to mid nineties. Yeah, because I think I think it's when a lot of it ran was early to mid nineties. Yeah, early to mid nineties, um, the height of our teenage career. Yeah, pretty much. Well, this one actually was late nineties. The first one we're going to discuss, but fucking serious. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are we talking about first? Oh, okay. Um, but th- so this would be back. MTV had when MTV was still good. Well, it was still good, but it was starting 
to veer away from music. And starting to put more television shows on. That's when they had like the real world and road rules and all that shit on. And I think they were trying to appeal. That that was for like older, older teenagers and 20-somethings were watching that. Yeah. And that was like the birth of reality television. They were trying to get something that would catch maybe a younger, like a high school age. High school, junior high to high school age. Yeah, I would say junior high. I would even say junior high. Maybe into the 20s. Yeah. You know? Um, Depends so, on your maturity level. Yeah. And, I mean, we would still watch. We have been watching we, some we of this shit. We have been watching. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, all afternoon we've been watching some of this stuff. But, um, so in, in uh, 1998, they came out with Celebrity Deathmatch. What do you, do you remember, did you watch Celebrity Deathmatch? I did. And the best part of it was Mills Lane. Yes. Because he was the referee. And what they were capitalizing on is this is right around the time that uh, Mike Tyson bit yep. uh, Evander Holyfield's ear off, and Mills Lane was the referee during that that bout. Oh, that's right, he was. And that's how he like came to popularity. I, I think he was at least. Um, but that's kind of how he he like rose to popularity. He was a boxing referee, and pretty soon he was like. At WrestleMania, and he was a judge. He had his own TV. He had his own judge. After show. that, yeah, he was like uh, the judge People's Mills Court, Lane, yeah. Yeah, Judge Mills Lane. Um, so they put him as the referee of the Celebrity Death Match, and it was for those of you that may not remember it or didn't watch it, it was a parody of like wrestling, boxing type things. They were it was claymation, stop motion claymation, and they would have different celebrities. They had every fucking celebrity. Oh, it was everybody. And if, if somebody had a feud going on with another celebrity, they were on. Yep. And they would have these really uh, technical, like really uh, detailed professional wrestling matches. They were extremely gory. They would use a as variety much of gore weapons. you could use with clay. With clay. It was, yeah, it was brutal. Um, they, would, they would have all these weapons and shit. And... Uh, they always had some kind of really bizarre injury happen or some bizarre thing would end the match. Well, here, here the first episode was Monica Lewinsky versus Hillary Rodham Clinton and Mariah Carey versus Jim Carrey. Oh, wow. That was the first episode. Well, and, and you know, for those of you that don't know, um, you know, Monica Lewinsky, allegedly... She blew Clinton. Blew the president. Mr. Bill. Yeah. And so his wife obviously might be a little pissed about that. There's a, there's a, there's a, I think a Lifetime movie or something coming out about that. About that? Yes. It's called, um... Swallow the Leader? Swallow the Leader. That's a a completely different movie. (laughs) I think it's called Impeachment. And it's a story about... Inhale the Chief. Inhale the Chief. (laughs) Swallow the Leader. I'm going to look that shit up. Uh, Lewinsky and the Dick Dickinsky. I'm looking that up right now. Hold on. <laughs> I, I think it is something. Um, so yeah, they they would. <laughs> there's a book. There's a book. Yeah. Oh jeez. Uh, oh, it's a short. <laughs> it's a cartoon, actually. Oh jeez. Looks like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Look it up yourself. We're not gonna play it. I'm not playing that shit. <laughs> so, the series. Uh, it it. They had two pilots that came out in January uh, of uh, 98, but then it... 
there's a porn. Oh, I know there is. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, I'm not playing that one. We'll no, get in trouble. For we'll that. get in trouble for that. It's on Pornhub. Um. Oh. Okay. I, I've heard of that before. Uh, it actually premiered in May of '98. He's not leaving it, shit. It, what? He's not leaving shit. That's. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, you better. You're gonna hit because your phone likes to play shit on its own. It does. <laughs> so it ran from May of, of 98 until June of 2002. They had 75 episodes. Then they had, in 2001, though, they had a uh, special dele- celebrity deathmatch. It's Germany. And it just wasn't w- well received. And they think that's why the show got canceled. It's because their special got poor ratings. Well, if the Germans didn't like it. Well, I don't think it was... In Ger- it was based in Germany, I, I, I think. I don't remember it. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin was a fictionalized version of himself as a guest commentator. Yep, I remember that. Um, and then they were going to make a film in 2003, but it got canceled by the end of that year. <laughs> they they oh. decided it was a bad idea. So, um, so they did not do that. And then in 2005, MTV2 brought it back. Yep. And then it got pushed back to 2006. And then they did eight and episodes then, in 2007. Yeah, then they, they didn't have it, they didn't have it, and then pretty soon it came back, and uh, it was canceled in 2007 again. And then in 2015, they announced they were going to reboot it again. But in 2016, they decided not to. Then in 2018... They said it was going to come out in 2019 with Ice Cube as the star and executive producer. So that would have been great. And then they canceled that idea. But in 2021, they put out the 2006 revival on Paramount+. Plus. And that's, yeah, that's on there now. So, the Celebrity Deathmatch, you know, that's, that's like the... No, that's Wikipedia. <laughs> that's the you know just like the boring facts. We get we get the hardcore truth. Yeah, this. we're gonna get the good shit. So they had these these characters on there. Uh, we already mentioned uh, Mills Lane, and you know Mills Lane was a referee. He uh, his his kind of catchphrase on there. They would do something. You know, he'd start out. He'd say, "Let's get it on." And then let's get it on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's get it on. The Undertaker was on there, but well, Mills, Mills Lane, he would like, um, he would catch him cheating, and he would always just look at him and go, eh, "I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow, I'll allow it. it." And so anything was legal. They could bring in, they they could bite. They could bring in guns. The only thing that would piss Mills Lane off is if the ring canvas got dirty. That's right. Then he would like get really pissed. Uh, Mills Lane suffered a stroke in 2002, so the real Mills quit voicing his character, but he let a guy named Chris Edgerly voice the character for the last few years of the uh, the season or you know, of the series. Now they had uh, two commentators, Johnny Gomez. Yep. Johnny Gomez was very professional, and uh, it, was, it was done by Maurice Schaefer. Yeah, it, for for a while, and then Jim Thornton took over. Uh, the uh, his hair kept changing color, and 
So they had a running joke that he wore a hairpiece. Oh, fuck. And they... The, 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 the commentators would constantly just fucking bag on each other. They were... They were did so, they end up fighting? Yeah, they ended up getting in the ring at one point. Um, his catchphrase was, good fight, good night, at the end. So they said that Johnny Gomez had a resemblance to Mike Adamley. Yeah. Mike Adamley was the original host of the American Gladiators. Okay. So his mannerisms and you would, you would know his that speech. if you listened to our American Gladiators episode. Yeah, yeah, we, we did have an episode. We talked, I think we talked in... in uh, great length about Mike Adamley. Yes. Um, but, so it was, he was kind of patterned after Mike Adamley from the American Gladiators. Now, the other uh, commentator was Nick Diamond. Nick Diamond was an alcoholic, and <laughs> a divorced father of one, and he constantly screwed up. He couldn't get names right. He couldn't get moves right. He was always right. drinking. He was always drunk. He always got confused, and uh, he... Absolutely hates the interviewer. The the her name is Debbie. Uh, what the fuck is that word? I just seen that. Matin Paul Matinopoulos. Matinopoulos, yeah. He hates her. Um, and he has participated and won several matches himself. When uh, he's so hopeless that he mentions having an uneventful weekend, Johnny spends the show preparing for a disaster to happen to him. Because he's like, I'm not doing anything. And then he gets fucking fucked up and does yeah. stupid shit. Um, he bears a very striking resemblance to Larry Zonka, who is the other host of American Gladiators. Oh, fuck. So they... They were making fun of American they, Gladiators. Yeah. They were poking fun at those two guys. Uh, regular minor characters that they had on there. Stone Cold, like we talked about. Um uh, he was a wrestler and a guest commentator. He was also the scientist. Uh, the Stone doctor. Cold was a scientist? Yeah, he was the scientist, the doctor, and the weapons expert. <laughs> uh, he fought and won a match against Vince McMahon that was voiced by Vince McMahon himself. And he killed Vince McMahon, didn't he? Yes. That was during their big feud on wrestling. Yes. Well, that was before that. Then they ended up having a feud. Oh, shit. And, yeah, that was before that. Yeah, um, we could talk more about that. Huh. The Russell Lake Street Boys. Oh, yeah, they should talk about that. They should talk about that. Yeah, the Vince McMahon Stone Cold Feud. Yes. We should have them do a segment on the show. You know, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, like like Famous Feuds or something. Famous Feuds. Yeah, they, they, they should do something. We'll, we'll, I'll have to talk to them. I'll, I'll probably see them later this week. Uh, Steve Austin didn't, didn't show up in later seasons, and they said that it was because he was too expensive to bring back on the show. Yeah. They're like, ah, he's just too expensive. Um, let's see, that, that Debbie chick... Um, well, first there was Stacy Cornbread. She was the interviewer on, uh, you like the backstage interviewer? Yeah. And she uh, died of spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> <laughs> she exploded, but then she returned as a zombie to challenge her replacement. Oh, fuck. Then there's this uh, Debbie chick that, that she replaced Stacy Cornbread. Debbie hates Nick, and, but, and she does not prepare for any interviews. She just asks whatever comes to mind. And she believes that she's smarter than she really is, but she's self-centered and unprofessional. She left the show on maternity leave in the fourth season. And then she was replaced by Tally Wong. Tally Wong. <laughs> Tally Wong was Dude, the they, last interviewer. They had a match. 
with Peter Chris versus Gene Simmons. Holy shit. And Peter Chris won. Peter Chris won? Yes. Woohoo! Look at this fucking picture. It probably cost him money, though, to win. Oh, look at that tongue on Gene Simmons. <laughs> well, that's Ace Freely. Or Ace Freely, That's yeah. Ace Freely, yeah. That's Peter Chris, didn't yeah. yeah, that's Ace Freely. Um, yeah, we should probably have a Gene Simmons break. That's, that's an early one. Yeah. Thanks, well, Rex. Yeah, thanks, Rex. Hi, I'm Gene Simmons. You're not. It's a little Gene Simmons break in honor of the uh, ass-kicking he took from, from Ace Freely. <laughs> that's fucking great. Um, so Tally Wong had a segment called Tally's Corner, and she's very self-centered and unprofessional. She spends her mo- her time interviewing the celebrities. Uh, she insults them rather than ask questions. The only time she asks questions, uh, she just asks them whatever she feels like asking, and then when they refuse to answer, she makes rude comments about them. As she should. She makes rude comments about Nick and Johnny during the matches. Um, she says that they both wear hair pieces. <laughs> when they get mad at her, she taunts them by daring them to bring back Stacy Cornbread. She hates Johnny Gomez, and uh, she. Uh, oh yeah. She she. I'm, she, just, I'm she, going through these fucking pictures of the old matches. Oh yeah, they're they're hilarious. Yeah, Charles Manson versus Marilyn Manson. I remember that one. So do I. They had Marv Albert on there. He was uh, the first de- uh, guest commentator. He wasted the whole show watching a slow motion replay. A Pamela a- Anderson's implant-laden breasts jiggling repeatedly. Oh, that must be this one here. That is. <laughs> so, yeah, Marv Albert just uh, spent the whole show watching slow-motion Pam Anderson boobs. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that um, Pam Anderson versus J-Lo? I think so. Oh, so my God. Boobs and butts. Boobs and butts, yeah. Marv, uh, Marv Albert was on the... Then they had Phil the Popcorn Guy. He was, one, he was the first victim in the audience when the death match got too brutal to stay in the ring. Uh, since his second season appearance, the vendor has been burned, chopped up, and even possessed by a demon. I remember that. Only to come back healthy in the next episode. <laughs> Nicky Diamond Jr. was in several episodes. That's Nick's son. And he was possessed by a demon called Captain Duty. Captain Duty. But uh, the Undertaker came and put it, did a tombstone pile driver on him. And the demon left Nicky and entered Phil the Popcorn Guy. Oh, fuck. And then there was Potato Khan. He was one of four super freaks. Winner of the big freakout tournament. Khan is a giant potato with human limbs, featuring the DNA from Joe Pesci and Genghis Khan. Oh, my God. He was accidentally created by Stone Cold Steve Austin when he dropped a french fry in the batch of human celebrity DNA. <laughs> Joe Pesci and Genghis Khan. <laughs> After winning the tournament, several uh, several smaller versions of himself, Potato Khan is seen again whole, Chained up as a prisoner in the basement of the Deathmatch Arena in Season 4. But what are your... I mean, it started out on a show called Cartoon Sushi that was Canadian. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it was on MTV Canada. And that's the one that featured Charles Manson and Marilyn Manson fighting to the death. I think I think, Char, I think Marilyn Manson won that one. I think so, too. I think he ate him. They also had uh, a, a special for... The 98 Super Bowl halftime show, um, Celebrity Deathmatch came back, and... Uh, That's when you know you're on top of the world, is when you get a Super Bowl halftime special. Well, they had, like, the, the cartoon sushi, and that was on MTV. Yeah. And then they had the halftime show, and then all of a sudden it's like, we should make this a series. So they made it a series. They didn't, weren't even a fucking series until after that. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so they, they were on the Super Bowl just kind of cold... 
You know, just like, boom, we'll put them on Super Bowl. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, no shit. But yeah, they, they tried to revive it a few times. You can catch it on Paramount+. Plus. There was a video game made. It was on TNN for a long time. But now it's on uh, Paramount Plus. Paramount Network. Yep. What the fuck is TNN? Uh, the Nashville. It was the National oh, Network. Yeah, yeah. And then it changed to the National Network. Because so, yeah, it used to be all country, and now it's not. Yeah, they had a, a video game. They said that you know you could play as different people on the video game. That'd have been on like the first PlayStation or some shit. <laughs> Here's the character. It was on um, PlayStation, and then they had a PC mm-hmm. version, PlayStation Two, and Xbox. Uh, here are the characters for the... There, there's 27 celebrities. 20 from the start and 7 are unlocked. Um, and then there's 4 fighters you can create. So here, here's, here's the characters. Buster Rhymes. Carrot Top. Cousin Grimm. Shannon Doherty. Carmen Electra. Frankenstein's Monster. Nick, the, the commentator. Yeah. Ron Jeremy. Oh, fuck. Tommy Lee. I can only imagine what those two fought with. Marilyn Manson. They're wits. Yes, it was a battle of wits. Battle of wits. Battle of winks. <laughs> battle of winkies. Uh, Marilyn Manson, Cindy Margolis, Miss Cleo. Oh, God. Mr. T, The Mummy, and then all the members of NSYNC. Lance Bass, J.C. Chazez, uh, Joey Fat One. It's Fatone. Fatone. It's called Fat One. His restaurant's called Fat Ones. Fat Ones, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and ironically, that's what Ron Jeremy and Tommy Lee fought with. They're Fat They're Ones. They're Fat Ones. Uh, Chris Kirkpatrick and Justin Timberlake. Dennis Rodman. Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, God. Jerry Springer. And then Johnny Gomez as a wizard. <laughs> Nick Diamond was as a gladiator. Oh, God. The Wolfman. And Zatar the Alien. That's who you could play. That's who you could play. I did yeah. see when I was looking through the pictures of the old of the old episodes. It was the Spice Girls versus In Sync. Yes. And I mean, the show was hilarious. Didn't oh, the fucking show was great. I you know I can remember being a lot of controversy about it because people would get pissed that they were on it. Yeah. And they'd be like, "God damn it, I was on that and I lost." And it's like, were you pissed because you were on it, or were you pissed because you got beat by? You know, whoever your rival was. Yeah. And it, it, it was a... I mean, it wasn't, like, controversial. Like, they want... I mean, well, th- there were people who wanted to take it off the air. I remember that. They said it was cartoon violence, and they didn't want it. But um, it we was... Turned out, we turned out just fine. Kind of, yeah, we'd do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember, you know, like, people would get pissed about being on it. But it wasn't to the point where they would, like, sue or they would, you know... Make them take that episode down. And this was before Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, anything. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, the internet was was in its infancy. Yeah. You know, this was, the internet was just kind of catching on and and shit like that. So, I mean, it was funny. The shit was funny. Yeah. If you get a chance to watch it, watch it. You could only complain in magazines. Right? You could only write letters. Yeah. And MTV didn't give a shit. They did not. They, cause do they you had... remember when they would read letters on the air? The complaint letters on the air? Oh, yeah. The Cartoon Network did the same thing. They would, like, read complaint letters during Adult Swim. Yep. So, yeah. And, and they would do it, I think they did them, like, on Letterman or some shit. Yeah. So. And they guys, they would just crack up. Yeah, they thought it was hilarious. 
So yeah, any more about celebrity deathmatch you want to talk about? I mean, it was it was a good show. No, it was a very good show. You know, I think we need to watch it again. Yeah, yeah, we do. We, Speak, we should, dude. I mean, the show we're watching here. Yeah, we're gonna talk about this later. I never realized that they worked at Whataburger. Oh yeah, they do. I never realized that. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So we'll move on to. Now, we mentioned that cartoon sushi. I don't remember that one at all. I don't remember cartoon sushi. But they said it was Canadian, so I don't... They said it aired on MTV, but I I didn't have MTV. I didn't have cable, so I would catch things as I could. Yeah. I remember buying a... I remember buying a, a cassette, a video cassette, of Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah. And it had, like, four episodes on it or something. I also remember buying a video cassette of this show that we're going to talk about now. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Did you have that? That was a great I believe, video. Yeah, I, I believe I did. It was Liquid Television. I love... Liquid Television was... Amazing. I think it was ahead of its time, honestly. Way ahead of its time. It almost, uh, I would say, was a precursor to, um, like, the shows that are out now. The Family Guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. The... Um, uh, the, South Park. The obscure, weird shows. Yeah. I mean, South Park was around back then, but it was like its first two seasons. Well, yeah, this was this was 91 to 95. No, South Park didn't show up until like late 90s. Yeah, South Park was later. Yeah. Um, I think. But 91 to 95. Yeah, I'll just look that up. I have the technology. But I I want to say that, uh, you know, that, that they were definitely influenced, or it was at least they have to give props to... Liquid Television for kind of breaking ninety or South Park came out in ninety seven, ninety seven. Okay, yep. so it was it was two years after. Yeah, they would have to give props to Liquid Television for that indie kind of underground animation style. Oh, exactly. You know, and doing whatever the fuck you wanted with a cartoon mm-hmm. because they did, and they got away with it. Oh yeah. I don't know if you can get away with that a lot of that stuff that they did now. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, at least not on like. Regular cable? No, you, it would have to be something, you know, late night. Yeah. It would have to be something that was only DVD or something, you know. Um, what Liquid Television was, it was just a bunch of really short cartoons. You know, one, two minute little seconds. Yeah. Um, and it ran for like a half hour, an hour. Uh, and this thing would be, it was just amazing. They... I think they were an hour. I think they were half hour long. I think they were half hour long. They were playing back to back a lot of times. Yeah. Now, at first, they used a lot of like, um, like music videos and stuff on there. Yeah. And they would be liquefied. They'd be like have bubbles going up them and shit. They had to quit doing it because of the licensing costs. They couldn't afford to oh, do. Oh fuck! So they they cut that out, and they only did their cartoons. That's right. Yeah, they did the. Uh, they did. Um They'd have like 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 bloop. That's pop up video. Oh, that was pop up video. I love pop up video. On that was on VH1. Yeah, that's I, right. I love. No, this would be like you were watching a, a fucking video, like you know the blind melon video, but it would look like you're watching it through a fish tank. Oh, it would be all liquid, and they'd play it, but it'd be all liquid. I and it wasn't very long that they did that. But then they, uh, I said they ran for four seasons. Um. Some of the songs that they played, like uh, Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love. That was the very first song they played. Very, very first song they played. Do you remember any of the cartoons that they played? Yeah, I know. I remember a few of them. Um, they had Eon Flux. Eon Flux, dude. 
they had the. We can talk about Eon Flux for a while. We'll, we'll talk about Eon Flux for a little while. They bit. had the head. Okay, yep, yep. And a couple other offshoot ones that were just all independent. Like a lot of these were all independently made. Yeah, they were, they were, and they were like, like 30 seconds long. They were just yeah. stick figure theater. And I think and, I remember yeah. reading that they found a lot of these artists through a uh, film festival. Yeah, an animation thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stick figure theater was one of my favorites. The Max was on there. Yep. And that's one of my favorite cartoons back then. Yeah. The yeah. Max, yeah. I remember all, uh, there was. Stick Figure Theater was was they would redo. It was I, either on that or it was or it was oddities, which they kind of went into. I think they they passed them back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stick Figure Theater. I remember one they did. They did like a reimagining of movies. Yeah. And they would be like thirty second long movies. They did Night Living Dead. It was hilarious. Oh, I remember that. They did the Titanic too, and the Titanic was fucking hilarious because that's when Titanic was out yeah. in theaters, and they did it, and it, it pissed people off. But then there was uh, uh, Crazy Daisy Ed. I vaguely remember Crazy Daisy Ed. He was a daisy, and he'd be he'd be sitting there, and like the birds would be singing, and all these other flowers would be dancing behind him, and he just he'd like look up at the sun, and he'd go, "Oh fuck, there!" All right, I'm bored, and he'd like pull himself out of the ground, yeah, and he'd like go steal a car and go get a hooker and go, <laughs> oh my go, god, he'd go buy a gun and go like shoot shit, and hold up a hold up a fucking gas station. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he was bored. That's fucking great. But Liquid Television was... I mean, it was new and just like fucking... It was wild because you would talk about that shit like if you were still in school, which I was still in school oh, for yeah. a couple of years. You'd go and be like, did you see Liquid Television? And you'd be talking about it and people people didn't watch it. They had no idea what the fuck they you were talking no about. no fucking clue. And Dog Boy... Club Robo. Yes. I remember this. Yes. Let's see. Dog Boy Club Robo Charles Burns Liquid Television. And, dude, it was... It, it looks like a Primus video. Yeah. They had, like, the clay hair. They do the clay shit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The people that did this, I mean, I know it was all independent, but, man, it was good. They, I mean, they had puppets on there. They had, you know, different, pu- like, puppet skits. Um... They had, uh, oh, what was the one that they did? God damn it. It was a, uh, yeah, Winter Steel was a puppet bike, or their puppet show with their bikers. Yes, yes, they were, yes, that was, that was great. uh, Soap opera, it was a parody of a daytime soaps with bars of soap as the actors. A cut-up camera, a parody of candid camera involving outrageous situations. Miss Lydia's makeover to the stars. A short about an unseen makeup artist with live-action hands who gives celebrities mock makeovers via her computer. They did Sylvester Stallone, and it was hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, And And there's a fucking ton of them on here. I mean, and it wasn't... There were a few that were reoccurring that, you know, they would have on now and again. Yeah. But most of them was like one one time it was on there, and it was you never saw it again. Speed bump the roadkill possum. I remember that one. That one was funny. A pot of possum who get... Who gets who often gets run over? Yeah, and that was it. That was it. He'd be doing something, then boom, yep. and uh, well, it was was not a series of fast-paced chalk animations to the tune of songs by the titular band, titular whatever. That yeah, the band was was not. Do yeah. you remember them? No, they sang um, the dinosaur. 
Oh, okay. Open the door, get on the floor. That was Everybody wants to dinosaur. That was in the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah that was 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 not. Don was was the uh, was the band leader. But like you know, like you said, there there was there were some that were one time, one shot, done. There were some that came and went, and then some of them really kind of took on a life of their own. Um, one we already mentioned was uh, was uh, Eon Flux. Yep. What do you remember? I mean, I know what I remember about it. What do you remember about it? That's I remember it was it was very odd. Nobody spoke. Yeah, very rarely was there any any. Eon, Eon Flux and the other assassin would like make out, and then one of them would die. It was usually her. Yeah. Yeah, or they would like make out and pass messages back and forth. Yeah, through their tongues. Through their tongues. And it was a lot of close-ups of tongues touching. Tongues touching and, and close-ups of eyeballs. But Eon Flux, uh, the, 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 the female assassin was like hotter than shit. For a cartoon, yeah. For a cartoon. It was like, that was like one of the first. And she had that, she had that, you call it now a Karen haircut. Yeah. She had that Karen haircut. The little flip. Yeah. yeah. But that was one of, I remember one of the first cartoons. It was a very sexual. That was very sexual. Yeah. And you were like watching it going, holy shit, this yeah. cartoon is like sexy. And I'm I mean, glad I had a TV in my bedroom. Yes. Um, I I mean, I had a crush on Smurfette when I was a kid, but this was different. You had a crush on Chitara also. I did have a crush on Chitara. Okay, so Chitara was very sexualized as well. For a cat. <laughs> for Well, for a cat person. But yeah, you know, it it was one that was, you know, really kind of sexy. It was. You know? Um, I mean, it got me some, through some boring weekend nights. Yeah, some long... For at least, the, you know, the two minutes it was on. And that's right. all I needed. So... Still today, two minutes on just go. Yeah, just a couple, yeah. Um, and it actually, it, it got its own series. It got its own series and movie. And it got a movie. The series, uh, uh, ran from, uh, 91 to 95. Oh, wow, I didn't know it ran that long. Yeah, and it got, then a film, it got a comic book and a video game. Um, it only had six parts on Liquid Television. Really? Yes, six appearances. I thought it was on there like every time. Well, they they played a lot of reruns. They did too. a lot of reruns of it, but it was it only had it was a six part ser- uh, series of short films, and then in '92, it had a special run of five episodes. '95, it had ten half hour long episodes, and then it they put that as a standalone series. And then yeah, Sh- uh, Charlize Theron was the title character. Yep. In the uh, 2005 movie and video game that tied in. Which I think they waited too long to make that movie. Yeah, nobody knew what the hell it was. No, by then, we'd all, everybody who'd watched that was already in their 20s. And they and didn't give a shit about it. No. I mean, if, if they should have done it animated, and I think it would have probably got more attention. Yeah, or they could have crossed it over and done like animated and... Real, yeah, that, that would be that would have been cool, but it was uh, it was set in in Germany. Oh, is that where it took place? Yeah, and I guess that makes sense. It was the year. It was very German cartoon. It was very German. It was the year seventy six ninety eight A D, 
It was post-apocalyptic dystopian world, surrounded by an endless barren wasteland, mutant creatures, clones, and robots. And if I remember right, in the movie, they, her, Charlize Stern's character, and the main, the main guy, yeah, they were both. They used to be. They were like married back in like our time. Uh huh. And then they just kept getting cloned and cloned and, and cloned. And then they just grew apart. Yeah. And then they were against each other. Um, they, they said that they were set, they had a, uh, a wall that separated the, the two worlds. Yeah. It was much like the Berlin Wall. Um, then they, uh, the title character was a tall, sexy, dominatrix, scantily clad secret agent from the city of Monica, skilled in espionage, assassination, and acrobatics. And her mission was to infiltrate and destroy the strongholds of the city Bregana, which is led by her sworn enemy and sometimes lover, Trevor Goodchild, the dictator of Bregna. Bregna. The two cities engage in a futile, never-ending war for ideological supremacy. So, yeah, one in one um, part of it, there are no rules, and in the other part, it's like. All rules. All rules. Very ruly. So, yeah. It was, uh, you know, that was fun. And, and what I remember the most is the opening, where it just be a close-up of the eye looking around. Yeah. And then the fly and crawling around her. And then she'd close her eyelid, and then the eyelashes would be like a Venus flytrap. She had them long eyelashes. Oh, yeah, she did. That's those eyelashes women pay for now. Yeah, she had them for free. That's how mine are, dude. I got them long eyelashes. I can catch no fly, though. That's gross. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fly on my eyeball. No. That's kind of weird. But the other one, and we'll just do a little spoiler here for, like, the second half of the show. The other... <laughs> what It was like a one-shot... One yeah. You know, it was one of those, like, it's only going to be on once, um, was uh, Beavis and Butthead Frog Baseball. That's, like, their greatest episode. Yes, and that was on Liquid Television, and they got their own series that we'll talk about later. But there was also a animated version of Office Space on there. Oh no shit! Yes, Mike Judge's Office Space. Yeah, um, he did Office Space. No shit. Yeah, yeah. The creator of Beavis and Butthead did Office Space. The movie. The movie. Oh shit. Yeah, but but on Liquid Television there was an animated little short. Oh fuck! I did not know that. Yeah. So, yeah, Liquid Television rocked. Um, they tried to bring it back. You know what I'd do if I had a million dollars? Hmm. Two girls, man. At the same time. Office space. Yeah, I know. <laughs> million bucks. Um, but they tried to bring it back and it just didn't work. They couldn't they couldn't get it to come back. Um I guess there were there were other ones. I mean, like you said, you said the head? The head. Okay, these were on liquidtelevision.com. The head. Animated series of the adventure of a young man who has an alien hatch out of his head. The it's Max. One of these, I mean, it's just one of those shows where it was like very 90s. Yeah, like just what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a lot of the 90s. Oh, yeah. The Max. Uh, it was the dual reality adventures and struggle of the Max and his social worker, Julie. Which is also his girlfriend. Supposedly. Ah, uh, this, okay. This was on MTV's Oddities, which was a subcategory of Liquid Television. So Oddities was, was part of a it. part of okay. it. Okay. That's what we That's what we were wondering. Yeah, I couldn't, because I couldn't, I didn't remember a show called The Oddities, but then when you showed me that 
fucking plant with yeah. the eyeball in it. I'm like, I remember that. And then I remembered these shows. See, we're learning this just as much as you guys are right now. Yes. <laughs> well, well we, don't do, we don't do a lot of pre-research. So, a character in a show we're going to talk about later, Daria was a part of Liquid Television. Yeah. As well as Beavis and Butthead. Um, well, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go into this one next. Uh, Celebrity Deathmatch originally started on Liquid Television and Cartoon Sushi. They were, okay. They were together, they were too. They were together. So one was Canadian, one was American. Yes. But guess what else was part of Liquid Television? What? Wonderchosen. Wonderchosen, which was a complete... It was almost like a the complete opposite of Sesame Street. Yes. It was... Uh, yeah, so you remember the last show we actually recorded? Yeah. We did all the educational shows? Yes. This was a parody of, of all of them. And it was fucking horrible. Oh, it's it, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. But it was so just bad. I mean, like, you wouldn't want kids watching it. I'd let my kids watch it, probably. Well, yeah, I mean. But Wonder Showsen, what they would do is they would use, like, stock footage of... I remember one of, like, hot dogs being made. Oh, and yeah. And they had the pink slime, <clears throat> and they're like... Hey, you know, they like showed a, a field of cows. Yeah. And then they're like, and then then they're going to take them on this truck. Hey, they're going for a ride. And they're, you know, <laughs> and they had these kids voicing it over. And it was all just like horrible shit. And they're demented looking puppets. Yes. And, the, and they had demented puppets. And then they would interview kids. And these kids would be saying just some wrong shit. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. But they, yeah, they said that it was uh, the Children's Television Network for Adults. Uh, they you know, parodied Electric Company a lot. They would satire uh, politics, religion, war, sex, and culture with black comedy. So it was a really dark humor. Yes. I'm trying to find the names of some of the characters. They had Mr. Corn. <laughs> Mr. Corn. I assume he was just a giant poop. Flavor Flav was on it. Story time with Flavor Flav. Permanently pregnant Peggy. Oh my God. Pastor Pigment. Uncle Daddy. <laughs> Uncle Daddy. <laughs> um, Barreled Q. Mosley. Oh, Corn Tucker played himself. Oh, fuck that guy is. Zach Galifianakis was in it. He was Uncle Daddy. Oh, God. Oh, shit, he was, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. Heather Lawless was permanent pregnant Peggy. Amy um, Poehler was in it. I mean, it was like a lot of... Big names. Big names, that, you know, but they weren't big names in. John Glazer... Was Doctor Rostang, Rostein? Oh my God! But yeah, so it was. Uh, they had Mister Body that remember Dave some? Cross. Okay, was as T totaled Timbo. Oh God! And then he was in episode three of season two, and then hostage in episode six, and junkyard Jepson, <laughs> Jepins, Jespin, Jespin, Jespin. In episode seven. So you remember we talked about Slim Goodbody? Yeah. They had Mr. Body that parodied Slim Goodbody. Yeah. And it was all shit that was bad for your body. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, Flavor Flav was in episode one. <laughs> Story time with Flavor Flav. What about this one? D-O-G-O-B-G-Y-N. Oh, my God. A cartoon 
chronicling a dog with ability to aid in childbirth. Oh my god. It was a canine gynecologist. That not for dogs. He like was a human gynecologist, gynecologist. but he was a dog. Yeah, uh, they had the funny, not funny. Do you remember that? Yes. It'd be like somebody getting kicked in the nuts, and the kids would go, funny! And then they'd show something else, and they're like, that's not, not funny. funny. And the one kid's like, I think it's funny. And like, no, it's not! <laughs> and then they like show a dog shitting on the sidewalk, like, funny! <laughs> oh, my... Dude, it, do okay. yourself a favor and go watch. Reoccurring segments on the show. Yes. Beat kids. That's not what it sounds like. No. One of the children most often, Trevor... <laughs> journalistic segment with most offensive humorous questions ridiculous ridiculing interviewees at any given venue they, and he, they would be a little kid asking older people yeah. these like off the wall questions that kids shouldn't be asking what's Jim drawing and it was usually something offensive yeah it, the, the whole show was yeah. offensive horse apples a segment in which later expanded to an entire episode that parodied hee haw and redneck comedy I remember that, and oh, it was funny. I love fuck. Hee-Haw. Dude, Hee-Haw fucking rocks. I like Hee-Haw. Clarence movies. Clarence the puppet interviews people on the streets on a common on a common theme, usually obnoxious, which is often reciprocated by violence or threats. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the, we went to was the uh, where they would do like an educational field trip, and they would just play old film footage, Yeah. and they would just say stupid shit over it. This show was... It's hilarious. It, it's all over... I think it's on YouTube. It's all over the place. I'm going to look. It's also see. called uh, Kids Show. Watch now. Where's it at? Oh, it's on Prime. Well, it's on Prime? You get it on Prime with a subscription. Oh, shit. Paramount. Those are the two you can get it for free on. YouTube and Google Play and Apple TV all cost money. So if you got Prime or Paramount Plus, it's on there. Dude, Wonder Show's rocked. And it's still... I don't care. It's still funny. You know, you can still watch it and still laugh your ass off. Oh, my God. And they're 22-minute episodes. Yeah. And it goes quick. I want to th- I want to say that there was this one. Um, they had a character. It was like a Muppet. And he got he got syphilis. I remember that shit. And they, he was, like, standing there, uh, like, fucking showing his fucking dick off yeah. he's like look it's dripping and he's like a muppet he's like it's dripping and, it's all fucking dri-. and they're like oh my god then there was another one that was it was like an Oscar the Grouch parody and they're like why don't you have a job he goes let me sing his song about it I remember that too. Yeah, was like, he blue yeah he was like this big blue hairy thing and he was like he like sings about how like his wife left him and he was a, he was addicted to crack and this and that and he goes so I just said fuck it <laughs> and that was the name of the song was Fuck It. Oh, yeah. The Wonder Chosen, if you like offensive shit, you owe it to yourself to, to find it this, and watch yeah. it. Um, oh, my God. Matt, Matt Groening, who created The Simpsons and Futurama, say, uh, was quoted to say, Wonder Chosen is so weirdly funny, the top of your head will burst and your skull will fly out. And That's a creator of The Simpsons. Yes, and Adult Swim, they uh, they said it was a show about kids for freaks, and we love it. It's been released on DVD, and there's a gift set that was supposed to come out in 2006, but they canceled it. And it, then, it's it's a show kind of like up there with Crank Anchors. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fucking it's yeah. great. I, yeah, 
it's like the time where Jerky Boys and Crank Angers and all yep. those other shows were all super popular. Yes. So, Wonder Shows and spun off. So, Liquid Television brought us all kinds of good shit. Yeah, they did. And we're going to talk about a lot of it during this uh, this episode. But this one did, did not start on Liquid Television. We're going to take a little break uh, from the Liquid Television. We're going to talk about this before we take a break. So, we're going to take a break. Then we're going to take a break. Take a break. Then so, take a break. So, this break is... Um, the Ren and Stimpy break. So Ren and Stimpy, man. We, you know what? A Ren and Stimpy break to go with our Gene Simmons break. Do we need a? Yeah, we need a Ren and Stimpy break. Okay, so uh, probably just throw a bunch of different breaks in here. Yeah. So I'll just here's here's uh, here's Ren and Stimpy. Top of the morning, old paint. Hey, uh, Stimpy, you forgot my toast. Toast. Here's your toast. How do you like your coffee, Ren? Black. And there's Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. Ren was a sociopathic chihuahua, and Stimpy was a dim-witted cat. They lived together. This was actually a Nickelodeon. Oh, I know. Which surprises me, because it was so controversial. Oh, this show should not have been on Nickelodeon. No. It, it had dark humor, sexual innuendos, adult humor, violence, and shock value. And I remember people, like, they wanted to ban it. Oh, my mom hated the show. Yeah, my mom didn't know what it was, but I had a couple t-shirts. I would wear them to school, and there was a constant kind of debate at school. Should we let him wear that shirt or not? Yeah. They never told me I couldn't wear it, but they would always be like, isn't that that cartoon? I would be like, it's on Nickelodeon. And like, oh, okay. But it shouldn't have been on Nickelodeon. It should have been on MTV. No, yeah, it should have been on MTV. Yeah. Or HBO. Or, or yeah, HBO would be... Um, all this shit should have probably been on HBO. <laughs> but Rin and Stimpy was fucking this is, this is This is during the time where things were starting to get away, I guess, I would say away from that Reagan era. Yeah. Of everything has to be wholesome and perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Almost like a Brady Bunch style. Well, and this was more edgy. Clinton was in office. Clinton was getting blowjobs. He was getting blowjobs in the office. So there was a war going on. People were just like, "We need an escape." Yeah, that yo know, shit was getting too wild in the world, and this was the escape. Was all these crazy fucking cartoons, mm-hmm. um, which was awesome. I mean, we had fun with them. Yes, we did. Made us into the men we are today. That pretty much. Um, so Red and Stimpy, when it first came out, very positive reviews. Then it developed a cult following, and then it was like, whoa. Yeah. People started paying attention to it because it got popular with kids. Remember the horse with all the fucking nipples? Yes. The, it, the rubber nipples? The rubber nipples. Um, Powdered Toast Man. Powdered Toast Man was great. Um, so basically... scrape his face off and throw it on the, put uh-huh, it on the kid's put, toes. Yep, yeah. yep. So basically... Uh, basically what, what Rin and Stimpy was, uh, and actually, I think you, did you meet Billy West at the, that old Comic-Con that was here? Mm, uh, you were there. I was there. I don't know if I met Billy West. The guy that did the voices for Futurama? No, no. I think I talked to him. Yeah. Yeah, I think I yeah, talked, talked I didn't to him. get his autograph, though. He, uh, he voiced, um, both of them. Yeah, he did the voice for both of them. And he did that for us. I mean, we... You know, we were we were bullshitting with him, and he just started going 
into I mean you talk about a character and he just go right into yep. it. He did all of the Futurama characters. Um, yeah, he does. He does the voice for. He does the voice of. I think Fry. Well, here I'll, I'll tell. Okay, he was. He was Ren and Stimpy. Um, he on Futurama, he is Fry, Professor Farnsworth, Zap Brannigan, and Zoidberg. Yep. Uh, Zap Brannigan actually was supposed to be Phil Hartman. Oh no, he yeah. would have been great. Yeah, but he he was uh, murdered by his wife. Yeah, his wife is a fucking because Andy Dick gave her cocaine. Andy Dick needs to fucking. Well, he's a friend of Bill uh, Bill Manspeakers now. Yeah, and I still don't like Andy Dick. Yeah, neither do I. He's annoying. He is very annoying. Um, we put him on that list of celebrities we don't like. Uh, he's already, he's been on there. Oh, okay, he's not, he's he's just not up there with Tom Cruise. So he's on the he's on the bottom of the list. He's he, not good enough to be yeah, at the top. Yeah, he's 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 not good enough to be at the top of that list. Um Well let's do a Tom Cruise break. Fucking Tom no. Tom Cruise break! Oh fuck. There's your Tom Cruise break. What do you think of that? You suck. <laughs> okay, back to Billy West. Um Tom So Billy West also That better be a one and done. <laughs> Billy Billy West also is the uh red M M&M and M in the commercials. Oh no shit. He is the Honey Nut Cheerios B. Oh, wow. He is the alien on the Pentium 4 commercials. I don't remember that. He is Popeye. He's Popeye? He's Popeye for Minute Maid. Oh, okay. He is Babe Ruth, Mickey, Goldmill, and Bruce Lee for the Brisk Ice Tea commercial. Oh, shit. I remember those. Those were cool commercials. And then there was... More Claymation 90 shit. Yes. And then Pepsi in 99 to 2000 had a... Uh, had a run of, uh, it, it, it was commercials that tied in with The Phantom Menace, and he was Marfalump. Marfalump. It was Pepsi's mascot that yeah. would advertise. He also voiced the Speed Racer in a Volkswagen commercial. Uh, the guy has done all kinds of shit. He's done a ton of shit. He, was, he like, was everybody in Space Jam. He was Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd. He's, okay, he's basically, we could probably do a whole show on on. Billy West. Well, we might, might as well. Not today. Not but. today. Because he's he's like uh, Mel Blanc. Yeah. You know, the modern day. But back to Ren and Stimpy. Um, so, they uh, they were just fucking offensive and wrong. And but every point imaginable. But somehow still kind of wholesome. Yeah. I mean, they had they had this wholesomeness about them. Um, and I, I, you know, I could say that they kind of... In a way, were educational. They taught you how to get along with people different than you because there was a cat and a dog living together. Yeah, you know. So I mean, you could tackle some, possibly some. Uh, we remember we we learned how to question people. Idiots, right? Idiots, idiots, stamp you, idiot. Ren, will you read me a bedtime story? <laughs> Shut up and read it yourself. <laughs> Didn't Ren, you. Re- Snippy used to eat his cat litter. Yes, he's eat shit out of his cat. Yeah, box. he didn't. He didn't eat it. He didn't crap it. He just ate it. Yes. Um. He yeah he would he would do that he would. Uh, what there was another fucking, I'm sure it'll be in here somewhere. There was like all kinds of, of uh, side characters. Remember log log hey, hey log kids. log it's big it's heavy it's wood. It's log, log, it's better than bad, it's good. Which was a, it was a, uh, a make, they were making fun of Slinky. Yeah, yeah, but it was just a log. A log. Yeah. It would run over kids. You know, 
It's like, oh no, it run over your neighbor's. It run over your neighbor's. Yeah. yeah. The slinkies are fun because you can push them down the stairs. Yeah. You know what else would be fun to push downstairs? Logs. Tom Cruise. No Tom Cruise break. Boom. Fuck face. First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. And there we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. So, yeah, Ren and Stimpy was awesome. Uh, <laughs> they, they kept bringing it back. Um, in 2003, they had the adult party cartoon, yep. which was Ren and Stimpy. And, and there were all new episodes. And it was, I think, dirtier. Yeah. Way dirtier. Um, including... Well, I think they turned them into a couple. Yes, they turned them into a couple. Uh, they had strong profanity, graphic violence, and female nudity. Oh, God. And then they tried... In 2016, they actually tried to bring it back. It didn't, and it failed. They canceled it. Yep. Because they, made it, they put it on HBO. Yeah. That's when HBO took it over. Yep. And then Comedy Central... Tried to bring it back, and it failed again. failed again. So they are still talking about doing the Comedy Central thing. I it's, think that'd be great. It's been since uh, uh, 2020, August 5th, 2020. It was reported that a new Mississippi reboot had been greenlit by Comedy Central. Um, that's gotta be on like late night. Uh, Billy West. They actually talked to Billy West. He is going to return. He said that development was postponed due to COVID-19. Because nobody else could do the voices. No, hell no. They could try, but he's the best. Uh, September, as as recent as September 14th, 2021, Billy West confirmed that he is returning to be Ren and Stimpy. Fuck yeah. There will be Ren and Stimpy, and it will be the man, Billy West. This thing's out on... DVD, uh, laser disc, VHS. I. It's it is. There are thirty seven episodes streaming on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus is like the they, fucking shit, man. They pick up a lot of stuff. Yeah, and you get Paramount Plus with uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah. I, I do. I do. I, I have. To, I, I subscribe to subscribe to it. I don't exactly know what I have. Um, I know that I've got two Amazon Prime subscriptions. Yeah. Um, you have two. Well, somehow, I get charged for Amazon Prime, but I also get Amazon Prime because I have an IMDb account. Yeah. But I don't get everything. Oh, you got the IMDb Pro. I got IMDb Pro yeah. it, because I'm trying to work on my acting career, which is not really going... I mean, it's picking up, and the makeup stuff's picking up for yeah. us. So, I just like to have a picture on there. So, when I say, go check out my IMDb, there's a picture of me on there. Uh, so, you can see. I have an IMDb, but I don't have a picture. No, and you got you got a lot of credit for makeup and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I have a face for radio. This it, is why we do this. Yes, that's why you don't have a picture on your IMDb. Mm-hmm. But uh, I get like some channels or you know some features with my Amazon Prime account. Yeah, and then I get other features, and I think Paramount Plus is part of my IMDb Pro account. So I don't know what. I don't know what, if I cancel one of them, I don't know what I'm going to lose. Yeah. So I just say, fuck it. And it's, fuck it. it's, I've been paying for both of them for years and I don't miss it. You know, what am I going to do with the extra 10 bucks yeah. a month? You know, probably something, probably something bad for probably me. Some candy or some shit. Yeah. I'd do something bad for me. So they probably go, you know, but anyhow, they had a bunch of video games, seven, seven video games, seven video games. They have the Ren and Stimpy show Space Cadet Adventures. That was that, one of the best episodes, though, when they were lost. When they were in space? Yeah. Yes. That is on Game Boy. 
Then you have the Ren and Stimpy Show, Vidiots. Vidiots. That is for Super Nintendo and Game Boy. Then the Ren and Stimpy Show, Stimpy's Invention. That was on the Sega Genesis. Oh, wow. The Quest for the Shaven Yak, starring yeah, Ren Hoek and Stimpy. The Shaven Yak. The Shaven Yak. That was on... And the Walrus. Call the police. Yes. Uh, that the, the Shaven Yak game was on the Sega Game Gear. Oh, wow. Yeah. And in Brazil, it was released for the Master System. Ren and Stimpy Show Buckaroos. That was on NES and Super NES. Ren and Stimpy Show Fire Dogs. That was on Super NES. And Ren and Stimpy Show Time Warp. Oh, they just whored the shit out of those guys, didn't they? That was on Super Nintendo. Then they had other shit that they made appearances in, in like Nickelodeon's 3D Movie Maker. And there was a bunch of Nickelodeon games that they put them in. And then they were supposed to make one for the Atari Lynx, but they never did. A bunch of comic books came out. Yep. They tried to make a film. They they uh, wanted to make a like like, like they did with SpongeBob where it was part live action. Part. Yeah. They wanted to do that with Ren and Stimpy. Oh my god. That would be fucking amazing. They were supposed to do it with uh, Ren and Stimpy, Rugrats, and Doug. But they said that Ren and Stimpy's cynical and gross humor was a poor fit for the warm and fuzzy family film. So they let the deal expire, and they made no movies out of any of them. They made a rug, no, they made Rugrats movie. They made two of Rugrats movies, but not on this deal. Oh, not on this deal. Nickelodeon, 20th Century Fox. They did they, but they did not make any of them. They just let the let it expire. Well, now Disney owns Fox, so let's come on, Disney, pick the shit up. Red and Stimpy, come on, just bring it back. They're bringing it back. I I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. Um. At the Wizard World Con- uh, Cleveland Convention in 2017, Paramount Pictures... Now, didn't we say Paramount? We had, had them on streaming right now? Yeah. Paramount Pictures in 2017 rejected a pitch for a Ren and Stimpy feature film because of the sour taste left by adult party cartoon, and they do not want any further connection with the characters. Oh, my God. But now they're streaming them. So there is still hope. Somebody make a Rin and Stimpy movie, please. No, they're not on Paramount. It, I, I thought we said they were. No, the uh, the Muppets, the puppets are. Dust Thunder shows them? Yeah. I thought I said Rin and Stimpy was. Yeah, I'm just going to look and see where it's at so we can let our fans know. Yeah, right here, streaming. As of 2021, 37 episodes of the series are available to stream on Paramount+. Plus. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, first half we talked about Liquid Television, Celebrity Deathmatch. You just typed it? Oh, it's the Ren and Stimpy show. That's yes. why I couldn't find it. Ren and Stimpy, Wonder Showsen, anything you want to kind of wrap up? No, about we those. I mean, a lot of those. Yeah, they were fun. Oh my God, they were fun shows. Great All shows. of them. Just wonderful shows. Um... But, like we said... They have all five seasons of Ren and Stimpy. Yes, I know what I'm fucking it's watching. the Ren and Stimpy show. The Ren and Stimpy show. If you don't type that in, you ain't gonna find it. No. So, what do you say we take a little break right now? Listen to some... Well, we'll probably listen to the theme songs of all these shows we're talking about. That sounds good to me. Um, and, I'm gonna pee. Alright. So, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Right? Right. Hope everything comes out okay for you. Me too. Me <laughs> too. 
And now, these messages. Hello, boys and girls. This is your old pal, Stinky Wizzleteeth. This is a song about a whale. No! This is a song about being happy. That's right. It's the Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy song. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. I don't think you're happy enough. That's right. I'll teach you to be happy. I'll teach your grandmother to suck eggs. Now, boys and girls, let's try it again. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. If and you ain't the granddaddy of all liars, the little critters of nature, they don't know that they're ugly. That's very funny. A fly marrying a bumblebee. I told you I'd shoot, but you didn't believe me. Why didn't you believe me? Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, 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 joy, joy, joy. Hey, dude. What's up? You know, I always thought that, like, Ram Man should have been a lot bigger because he was, like, ramming through walls. And he was just a little short dude. I, I wish I would have made an action figure of that. You know, you'd make that. Huh. Slime Pit Customs. Huh? Well, like, I love Captain Spaulding, but I wish that, like, he was a superhero. Dude. Huh. Slime Pit Customs. You know what? I kind of wish that they would have made, like, a, a green radioactive slime He-Man that was all covered in goo. Slime Pit Customs. Slime Pit Customs? What's that? Slime Pit Customs, they make custom action figures. Anything you want out of anything you want. So, like, Slime Pit Customs could just make the action figure of my dreams come true? Yeah. Could they make me into an action figure? Yes, absolutely. Slime Pit Customs. Slime Pit Customs. Slime Pit Customs. Check them out on Facebook. Myself. They're soft, cuddly, and a total gas. Plus, talking Ren and Stimpy. You are my true friend, happy, happy, joy, joy. Rude Toot and talking Ren and Stimpy, each sold separately. From Mattel. Excuse me. 
Hey, I'm Mike Fantastic. I'm Audacity Jones. We're the Russian Leg Sweep. Do you love pro wrestling? Do you? And you should listen to our podcast, The Russian Leg Sweep, on the Cloud Chowders Podcast Network. It's available wherever you find podcasts. Many are the darkling, forgotten facets of our world, and boundless is our secret fascination with them. For the next half hour, turn not a blind third eye to these twilight anomalies, but rather draw back the canvas portal and behold the wonderment that is MTV's oddities. we've been watching Beavis and Butthead in the background so we decided to like during our little break to watch a little segment and oh my god <laughs> we were dying we were Beaver, Butthead was choking he, on chicken on chicken on a chicken nugget and <laughs> Beavis is Beavis is just getting fucking tries to call 911 and he explains them that they're watching TV and the guy had a finger in his butt <laughs> And so Beavis leaves <laughs> to go look for a sign at work. They said that there's a sign in every restaurant, so he went to the fucking restaurant to see how to do the Heimlich because he didn't want to do the Heimlich remover. <laughs> He's like, well, there's one time when we were playing, we're playing Truth or Dare. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Oh. oh, shit. I forgot how funny this fucking oh, show was. Oh, fuck, dude. So. He comes back and he steps on him, and then he eats the fucking same piece of chicken. It starts choking. <laughs> but it was, he went like four shades of purple. He turned blue. He did. And then he turned white. <laughs> okay. So Beavis and Butthead is an American adult animated comedy television series created by Mike Judge. Thank you, Mike Judge. Uh, Mike Judge voiced both Beavis and Butthead. They are a pair of teenage slackers characterized by their apathy, lack of intelligence, lowbrow humor, and failure to attract women. Any woman. Any. Any at all. Um, like we said earlier, it started out in 92 as a short film called Frog Baseball that was on Liquid Television, and after that, uh, MTV commissioned a full series of the characters, which ran for seven seasons. Seven seasons, that shit was And on. if it wasn't for Beavis and Butthead, we would not have Rob Zombie. No. Or White Zombie. Nope. That's how they got their start. Uh, this thing ran from 93 to 97. That's not seven years. <coughs> no. So excuse me. Sorry. It's seven seasons. Seven seasons. Eight seasons. Number of seasons. Eight. Eight. Oh damn. Two hundred twenty-two episodes. Holy shit. Oh yeah, it was revived because it went away and then it came back in two thousand eleven. And it didn't work. No. Because they weren't playing music videos. They were watching like Jersey Shore and shit like that. Yeah. Um. 
they are trying to revive it again on Comedy Central. So, so that works. During its initial run, Beavis and Butthead received widespread critical acclaim for its satirical, scathing commentary on society, although its violent content did generate uh, controversy. The show's popularity spawned various related media. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, oh, and that's very interesting. Um, so, it's basically just two dumbass kids sitting on the couch and sometimes having adventures. They uh, are high schoolers at Highland High. It, they are either in Texas or New Mexico, they say. I think, it's, I think they're in Texas. Yeah, they said it, they don't, they, they, they never really say, but they're in the south, south, southwestern yeah. part of the United States. Um, if they're not at school or out causing mayhem, they're at home watching TV, looking at pornographic magazines, or eating nachos or other junk food. Uh, Beavis and Butthead had little to no adult supervision, and they are barely literate. Oh, yeah, they were fucking, they were so stupid. They both lack any empathy or moral scruples, even when regarding each other, and they have no hesitance to inflict serious physical harm to each other. They usually deem their encounters as, huh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I am a great cornholio, I'm not a TV for my bunghole. <laughs> Uh, they're cool if they're associated with heavy metal, violence, sex, uh, destruction, or the macabre. Do you have TV? Yeah, I need my TV for my bunghole. Do you have a bunghole? While they are inexperienced with women, they share an obsession with sex and tend to chortle and cackle whenever they hear words or phrases that could even vaguely be interpreted as sexual. Like choking chicken. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Butthead seems to be very emotionless and lackadaisical. (laughs) (laughs) Butthead tends to be very emotionless and lackadaisical in regards to his conduct, while Beavis is more over the top and extroverted. Yes, he is. Um, And then there's Stuart. Yeah, Stuart. Each episode would... Did uh, you have a winger shirt? I thought we talked about that. <coughs> I had a Nelson shirt. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's I had right. Nelson and Poison. That's just as bad. Then my Nelson shirt was bad. Uh, each episode would feature a part where they would critique music videos, and it would be improvised by Mike Judge in like a Mystery Science Theater type... Uh, style. Style. But like you said, in the eighth season, they did Jersey Shore and True Life and other TV shows. Um, Which I think that's why it failed. Yeah, so do I. Because, I mean, you can't do the same show without the music videos. No, and a lot, like you said, Rob Zombie and White Zombie, that's where people notice them. Uh, Faith No More was a huge... Yep. They, they were always on there. Because they would talk about, like, the fish flopping around at the end of oh, the yeah. video. Oh, yeah, yep. Uh, I remember Nine Inch Nails being on there. Um, sometimes they would get... A, a, a fucking... Um, what was the name of the Rob Zombie song that they had? It was um, more human than human. No, it was uh, Black Sunshine. Oh yes, yes, and like, this rocks. Um, Black Sunshine, uh, the, the you know the opening part of that where they're like you know fired like a bullet. From yeah, you know who that is? Yeah, that's um 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 um. um. It's James Osterberg. James Osterberg. Yeah. What's his stage name, dickhead? Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Thank you. <laughs> 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 dickhead. <laughs> 
Where, where did you learn your fucking manners? Beavs a butthead. <laughs> a lot of people could probably draw a comparison between us and Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah. Uh, just by the way we interact. Now, a lot of people that I talk to, and we are not included in this because we were far hipper and ahead of this curve, but a lot of people learned of Guar from Beavis and Butthead. Uh, yeah. Because they played Guar videos on there. And they, they were obsessed with Guar. They played a lot of the stuff from um, America Must Be Destroyed album. Yes. Yep. Because Scum Dogs was out. They didn't do any videos and for And they Scum didn't Dogs. do any videos. They did a long form video yeah. for Scum Dogs. But America Must, America Must Be Destroyed, they did videos. And they played them on Beavis and Butthead. And that's where a lot of people got their first taste of the glory of Guar. Um, I got my first taste of the glory of Guar by, from my brother. Yeah, I got it from like you know, kid, kids at school. They're like, you gotta, you gotta check this out. Um, and then I heard a report about uh, the Russians putting a tank on the moon. What? The Russians put a tank on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> the moon sucks. The moon does suck. It's not made of cheese. There's no man on it. Cool thing is that tank. That tank. Yeah, that tank. The Russians left over. So, um, I think we've. I don't think we've ever mentioned that tank before. There we have. <laughs> no. <laughs> we even played the whole fucking skit. <laughs> Um, so Beavis and Butthead was one of those weird shows that it got both positive and negative reactions Um, they said that the uh, you know the 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 satire and the the basically the, 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 the commentary on society and politics and all that was brilliant oh yeah but the lewd Humor and all that, they were like, do you really have to have that? Well, yeah, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah, and that's what made it. it that's exactly what made it. There's they, Todd. Todd. Yeah, Todd. Uh, <laughs> the guy who used to beat them up. Yes. The adult that beats them up all the time. <laughs> um, in 97, uh, this Dan Tobin from the Boston Phoenix, a newspaper, I would guess. I think the um, Boston Phoenix or... It's a magazine. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's a magazine. Um... He said he commented on the series humor, saying it transformed stupidity into a crusade, forcing us to acknowledge how little it really takes to make us laugh. Dude, we've been cracking up. Oh, we've been dying. We've been watching this all afternoon. Um, another reporter, Ted Drozdowski from the Boston Phoenix, said uh, that uh, Beavis and Butthead reduced uh, the Beavis and Butthead state. Re- was reduced to self-parody of their self-parody, so they're making fun of themselves. Yeah. In later, you know, later, later episodes. Uh, episodes, and TV Guide in 2005 ranked the Beavis and Butthead laughter as number 66 on their list of the 100 greatest TV quotes and catchphrases. That's awesome. In 2012, TV Guide ranked Beavis and Butthead of one of the top 60 greatest cartoons of all time. Now. Uh, Mike Judge, his uh, commentary on the earlier episodes. Yeah. Two episodes in particular. The Give Blood, Blood Drive, and Door to Door, which were early on in the series. He described them as awful. I don't know why anyone liked it. I was burying my head in the sand. Oh, fuck. That's funny. Now, Beavis and Butthead did have some controversy, of course, like we talked about. But one of the biggest... Controversy that they had is in uh, 1993. 
They were blamed for the death of a two-year-old little girl in uh, Moraine, Ohio. Her name was Jessica Menser, Mesner. Um, the girl's five-year-old brother set fire to the mobile home with a cigarette lighter and killed her. The mother claimed that the son had watched an episode in which the character said fire was fun. The neighbor stated that the family did not have cable television and was unable to watch the show. Oh. However, they were still wrapped up in that controversy. So, as a result, all references from fire was removed from the show and the show was moved to a later time slot. Yeah, because I think it was like a prime time. Yeah, it, it was prime time when it started. Uh, the creators found a censorship loophole and took delight in sometimes making Beavis scream things that sounded very similar to his previous... Fire, fire. Fire, fire! He would scream, Friar, Friar, when, oh, when they were working. Cooking, yeah. um, he would almost say the word. He said, he one time uh, sang, Liar, Liar, Pants On, and then he paused before fire. Uh, there's a music video in which a man run on fire runs slow motion. It's uh, California by Wax. I never heard of that song. Beavis was hypnotized by it and can barely save fire. Then MPV removed that episode entirely. <laughs> I'm surprised that song California wasn't done by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, well, they had Californication. Well, they have California in a lot of their songs. Oh, yeah, Danny California? Yeah. Um, Rev I think the bridge that they were under was in California was as well. Yeah, under the yeah. bridge in California. Going here because they say the city of angels. Yeah, that, that's Los Angeles, California. I just think they like singing about California. California! Hey, no yeah, party. yeah. I don't even know that's our song. No, it's not. That's no. that's uh, uh, that's Snoop Dogg. No, uh, that's... Uh, no, that's somebody else. That was Dr. Dre. Yeah. Yeah. That was is Dr. It? Dre. Maybe. It's no, it's Tupac. Tupac. That is Tupac, yes. Dr. Dre was in it. Yes. Yes, he was. That was on the... Um, Demolition Man soundtrack. Yes. Um, so, the, yeah, they took the references from Fire out of all the episodes. The master tapes were permanently altered. So you will not see no. any episodes that say Fire in them. Um, they cut, They had a, a few other episodes that they cut and got rid of because of controversial shit. Oh, it did. He did say, it did say it once again. and It said the word Fire once again uncensored in 2011. Yes. During the video segment, Werewolves of Highland. He says fire t seven times in 28 seconds. And Butthead says it once. Um, so then in 94, uh, the watchdog group Morality and Media, they blame the death of an eight-month-old Natalie Rivera when she was struck by a bowling ball that was thrown from an overpass onto a highway in Jersey City, New Jersey, Holy near the Holland fuck. Tunnel by an 18-year-old. Um, this guy. No, we won't even say his name. Yeah, he, um, doesn't, he doesn't deserve yeah. credit. Um, and then they said that he was influenced by the episode Ball Breakers, in which they threw a bowling ball off of a rooftop. Um, but they did not agree, the, the prosecutors did not agree, because they did not have cable TV in their house. Oh, no shit. This is like a, a def, like the standard Beavis and Butthead defense. Yeah. You know, hey, it was, it was, well, let's see about this one. In Lightning Strikes, the show parodies the desire to blame things on youth culture. When a reporter asked the duo why they had been flying a kite in a thunderstorm, 
They explained that they had been inspired by a documentary about some old dude with long hair and glasses. The interview continues until they mention why, having watched rock videos earlier in the day, and the reporter concludes on air that the videos are to blame for their actions. So that was basically a fuck you to these yeah. claims that people without cable TV were blaming the show. But MTV put it on at 11 o'clock p.m., and they included a disclaimer reminding viewers, Beavis and Butthead are not real. They are stupid cartoon people completely made up by this Texas guy whom we hardly even know. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead are dumb, crude, thoughtless, ugly, sexist, self-destructive fools. But for some reason, the little wienerheads make, make us laugh. And I remember that. That was at the beginning of every episode. It's not on these. I no, haven't seen it on these. They changed it. Yeah. To Beavis and Butthead are not role models. They're not even human. They're cartoons. Some of the things they do would cause a person to get hurt, expelled, arrested, possibly deported. To put it another way, don't try this at home. And okay, so Beavis and Butthead. We okay, they Beavis and Butthead shit was banned in school. Oh yeah. We could not wear Beavis and Butthead shirts. Um but and, and we would get in trouble for even laughing like Beavis and Butthead. We didn't. Oh, we did. Well, I came from a small school, though. I had a cool-ass math teacher, me and my buddy. We used to sit in the back of the classroom, <laughs> just like Beavis and Butthead. And yep. we'd push our desk close together. I'm like, what do you got for that answer in that test? Oh, yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah, I got the same question. Okay, cool. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> so they... We were his favorite students. Oh, sure. I mean, we actually were. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if and, and this is the show is proof of things that we kind of think to be true. If you can make somebody laugh, you can get away with a lot of shit. Yeah. Um. So, Beavis and Butthead they ran for eight seasons. Then they were kind of went away for a little while, and they spun off a show. Let's talk about their spinoff because they they did have a spinoff. Um, and that was Daria. Oh, yep, Daria. And so, she was, they were never in the Daria show. They were not in the Daria show, but she was in Beavis and Butthead. Yep. And they would, they would always call her Diarrhea. Diarrhea. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> Diarrhea. But it was a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. Um, Mike Judge gave his blessing to release the character to allow her to have a spinoff, but he did not have any involvement in that show at all. Oh, no shit. He was busy with another show. King, King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Because it came out about the same time. Yep. And that's still on today. I don't know if it's on reruns, but it's still on it's TV. It's still on TV, yeah. Um. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they just put a camera down their pants and took a picture. <laughs> and the other thing is, I've done that before. We all remember those little disposable cameras. That oh, you get? yeah. Um, somebody'd have one at the bar, you know, and they. Now, you know, somebody does that, you just erase it off your phone. But then it'd be like people would be taking pictures, and I'd snap one down my pants. <laughs> Not thinking somebody out there's got a fucking picture of my fucking junk. And it's got your name on it, Mike. Probably. It's like, what the fuck? You know, but yeah, you'd be drunk in the bar and they'd be like, here, take our picture. You're like, snap, there you go. And it's like, you son of a bitch. They quit asking me after a while. Oh, yeah, because you can't, you can't erase those things. No, you have to take them and get them fucking uh, developed somewhere. Yeah. And the person that took the picture wouldn't get in trouble. The person that took it in to get it developed would get in trouble if there was... but. As long as it was, it, there could be naked people. As I used to work in a at Hy-Vee in the in the uh, grocery store. They had the film developing area. That happened to me once. They what picture? Got, I mean, you got na- a naked picture. Got developed? Yeah, and I, I didn't know it got developed. Oh shit! And I was like, oh, 
We're going to throw this one away. Well, as long as they said, the rules were, if it was a naked person, they could develop it. If it was two naked people or a group of naked people, as long as they were not touching, they could develop it. I think I was going after the camera. Yeah. Oh, and they, and they got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, they said as long as it was, as long as they weren't being touched or touching any, you know, yeah. any part, they couldn't even be holding hands. They, they couldn't develop it. But you know what? Those pictures got developed, and copies got distributed. Oh, that's funny. I never had. I, I didn't. I didn't do any developing. I'm not saying I didn't see the pictures, but because we always get a call, get over here now. We'd run over there and be like, oh yeah, you know, you got some teenage kid running the damn. Uh, the, the picture developer yeah. and these naked pictures pop up, there would be a parade of people going over to fucking... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's great. But, yeah, Daria... You know, I, I didn't really watch a lot of Daria. Um, it was basically... She was very dry humor. She was very, like, fed up with society. Yeah. And just like, meh. She, yeah. was, she was, like, the original emo. Yes. Yes, she was. After the cure. Yeah, and I mean modern emo. I have seen a few episodes. It was, it was, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't my thing because I was more of the beefs and butthead. And her, her best friend was that goth girl. Yes, and then I think her sister was a very prissy, popular cheerleader type. Uh huh. Yeah. And she was too like all hey, what's yeah. up? And they're like, we hate you. And it was she was blonde. Yeah. Yeah. She, they basically they. Daria and her friend, they just hated everything, hated everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't want anything to do with the popular or the normal. They were just, I think she was smart. Yeah. But they just, they just didn't, they, they fucking hated everything. It was good. I mean, whatever. You know, it just wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, it was listed as number 41 on the 50 greatest cartoons of all time. Or 50 greatest cartoon characters of all time. Oh, wow. As Daria for TV Guide. And it was very wholesome. The uh, in in 2013, the UK newspaper, the Daily Telegraph, included Daria in its list of best female cartoon characters. Um. In 2018, they announced a reboot. It was called Daria and Jody. Um. And that went to uh, Hulu. So Daria is supposed to be on Hulu, but then they removed it. They removed it, and it went to. Guess where? Paramount. Paramount. Look, not this. That's Harry Potter. Eh, no, it's not. Not Harry Potter. That's a cat. This is a commercial for Harry. What the fuck? Do you want to watch a fucking Harry Potter Lego commercial? Harry Potter Lego commercial. I've never even seen Harry Potter. My daughter loves Harry. There's Potter. There's a cat on the toilet. She was. What the fuck kind of commercial is this? <laughs> do they have cats on toilets in Harry Potter? I think so. The cats are very smart in Harry Potter. What the fuck is this? Watch, you'll see. Oh, did you put on? You'll see. Hold on. It's Rin and Stimpy. Okay, Daria. <laughs> All right, we got more to talk about Beavis and Butthead. Sorry, I got distracted. Beavis and Butthead had video games. <laughs> they did. Um, so the, the biggest one that, that they were in was MTV's Beavis and Butthead The Game. And the... There were three different versions of it released. Three different versions. It was in 94. There was Super NES, Sega Genesis, and Game Gear. Okay. And each one was a little different. They were all just a little bit different, 
But the only thing that they shared in common was Beavis and Butthead were searching for tickets to Guar. And they featured music by Guar. A video game featured music by Guar. A fourth version was released later for Game Boy, but no Guar. I'm not willing to spend any more time on this game. Nope. Uh, they were trying to find pieces of their torn-up Guar tickets. Um, I don't think I've ever played this game. I played it once, but you had to have. This says you had to have uh, both thumb speed and the patience to undertake a len- lengthy junk hunt to crack obscure puzzles. Oh God! It seems like something that we would get fed up with really quick. So I'm yeah, gonna f- I'm gonna have to find this dude. Was it on Super Nintendo? Uh, yes. I got, I'm gonna find it. Super Nintendo Genesis and Game Gear. But I think you know. Be, uh, so Beavis and Butthead, the TV show. What you know, do you want to say any more about the TV show before we move on? That it was fucking hilarious. It was amazing, and I could sit and watch it for hours until my wife comes downstairs and tells me to turn it off. <laughs> So, in 2010, they said they were going to relaunch it. And uh, Mike Judge was asked if Dario was coming back. He said, nope, but there might be a cameo. So, the, in 2010, they, they kind of revived it, but I don't remember it really hitting. And I, I tried watching it, and it really was not the same. Okay. I mean, it didn't have the music videos. It You know, it... It had the same little bit of same humor, but instead of talking about cool music videos, they were talking about Snooky. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, then they relaunched it in 2014, and he wouldn't mind making more episodes, he said. He did an interview on Howard Stern. He said that the uh, show's MTV ratings were second only to Jersey Shore, but it no longer fit MTV's target demographic of young women. Which is why they did not bring it back to MTV. MTV needs to sell rights and give it to fucking Paramount. 2020, Comedy Central ordered two seasons. And it's still in the works. It's still in the works. Mike Judge is going to record or re- return as writer, producer, and voice actor. Oh, nice. They put it out in a bunch of uh, home video shit. Um, they have a whole slew of like special editions and found it. Oh shit. I'm getting it. Do you have a Super Nintendo? I do. Oh fuck. Nice. And it's got the poster with it. We will play that. Fucking A right we will. Um so they put they put together a bunch of like uh you know special compilations of Beavis and Butthead shit. You know, different cut different videos and they just keep re re putting them out. Yeah. There were Marvel Comics. I remember getting the comics. The comics were fucking funny, but they were like basically loosely based off the cartoon. Yeah. And there was a lot of the same same stuff. Um, they were featured in 96 as part of ACDC's Ball Breaker World Tour. Oh, no shit. They were backstage trying to meet the band and score some chicks. Oh, that um, was part of the Beavis and Butter experience. Yeah, they uh, yeah, well, the, they uh, they played it like on the oh the screens at the concert. Um, I have that. I had that album. That's a great album. And the promotional film can be found on ACDC's box set. Plug me in. 
They talk about Daria. They talk about a slew of video games. Do you know? Do I know what? Oh, wait. We're going to that next. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, There's a slew of video games. Um, The video games are Beavis and Butthead, the other one we talked about. Um, Bunghole in One. Bunghole in One. Virtual Stupidity. Calling All Dorts. Wiener Takes All. Little Thingies. Little thingies. Um, there was a coin-operated video game that was never released. There's screen wreckers. Uh, there's Game Boy shit. Beavis and Butthead do Hollywood, and Beavis and Butthead do you. Gross. A bunch of books were released. There's books. Yes. Oh do you, okay. Do you remember this? They released an album called the Beavis and Butthead Experience. Yeah. I have it. You have it? It's great. Well, the album... Let's just... We'll just run down a, the, the listing of... Now, this one featured multi-genres. Hard rock, heavy metal, and hip-hop. And most of the songs have Beavis and Butthead featured during the song. Yeah. Um, so, the track listing. I Hate Myself and Want to Die by Nirvana. Yep. Looking Down the Barrel of a Gun by Anthrax. That's a Beastie Boy song. And they do a uh, they do a skit with Anthrax. Yeah. On this. Yeah. And they're on they get on Anthrax's bus. Oh God, yeah. And Scott Ian gives them their photo albums. And it's just nothing but naked women. Yeah. And like, hey, where's the blonde haired kid? Oh, I think he went to the bathroom with a photo album. <laughs> and so they they Butthead starts, he's like, Butthead, you better get your friend, man, before we kick his ass. He starts knocking, they be- hey, Beavis, are you in the, you in there whacking it? And he's like, go away, go away, Butthead. And so they fucking knock down the bathroom door on the bus, and all you hear is, hey, Butthole, get away from me. <laughs> and you just hear them getting punched, and then they end up getting kicked off the bus. That's great. Uh, Beavis and Butthead sing, come to Butthead. Megadeth sings 99 Ways to Die. Run DMC sings Bounce. They do a, they do a skit with Run DMC. Nice. They both tell them they're from... Um, where's Run DMC from? Um, New York. No, the street. Um, I don't know, but they were Adidas. They were... They were tougher than leather. <laughs> they were, like, <laughs> like, we're from the hood. They're the USA from the hood. Yeah, we're fucking... They, they like... I can't remember the... Um, Fuck, I can't remember the name of the street. I have to listen to the song again. But they end up hanging out with them, and I don't think they get kicked off the bus, but... Dude, this, this album was awesome. Deuces Are Wild by Aerosmith. Which is like the, the most mellow song on there. Yeah. I Am Hell by White Zombie. Poetry and Prose by Primus. Yeah. Um, Monster Mac by Sir Mix-A-Lot. Search and Destroy by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And that was originally performed by James Osterberg's band. Oh, no shit. Yeah, the, uh, Iggy and the Stooges. Mental Masturbation by Jackal. And then the single off the album was a duet. I Got You, Babe. Oh, with him and Cher. Cher and Beavis and Butthead. And they so, made a video of that one. This thing went platinum twice in the United States Holy and once in Canada. Shit. It sold over 2 million copies in the United States and over 100,000 copies in Canada. The Beavis and Butthead Experience. So, yeah, they have a fucking platinum record. Oh, my God. Um, 
the the single the single charted number 35 in the United Kingdom and stayed on the charts for four weeks. It charted at number eight on the Billboard charts of the United States. Number eight? Number eight. Yeah, December 4th, 1993. Hollis. They said, we're from Hollis. Ah. That's what Hollis. And then Beavis starts rapping the Hollis Queen song. Yeah. Christmas in Hollis. Uh, oh. The single charted in Australia. Guess uh, where it charted. Number 69. Oh, fuck. Nice. Nice. It was number 19 in Belgium, 18 in Denmark, and... On the European Hot 100, number 69. 69, huge. <laughs> nice. It was the uh, number 9 on the Netherlands Dutch Top 40, number 10 on the Netherlands Top 100, and it was number 40 in Sweden. So, yeah, I mean, it, it did very well. But I think the biggest success that they had, Beavis and Butthead, is uh, Beavis and Butthead... Do America. Do America. You know who the voices were in that movie? Oh, there's a lot of voices in that movie. The main... The two, the, oh, yeah. They yeah. were uncredited for this uh-huh. movie. Because they didn't want their name associated with it. Yeah. Well, they also... They, they couldn't afford them. Yeah. But they wanted to do it. They wanted to do it, but they didn't want to be associated. Yeah. Um, if Bruce Willis and... Uh, Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Uh, so, yeah, in 96, they made a movie. And... It was, you know, co-written and directed by Mike Judge, Demi Moore, Bruce Willis, Robert Stack, and Cloris Leachman voiced. Yeah. Um, the film follows Beavis and Butt as they attempt to find their stolen television. They end up traveling across the country and attempt to score, <laughs> while unknowingly becoming fugitives wanted by the FBI and ATF. Now, they... Tried to make a movie. MTV kept trying to make a movie. And Mike Judge said no. And then finally in 94, he agreed to it. And they stopped the TV show. While he could, so he could write really? the movie. Yes. Um, Dude, this thing cost $12 million to make. Mm-hmm. And cost six, it made 60, $63.1 in the box office. Yes. I know I saw it a ton of times in the theater. Yeah, me too. Um... It premiered December 15th, 1996 at Man's Chinese Theater. Can you fucking imagine? David Letterman was a Motley Crue roadie. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was the biggest December box office opening in history until it was beaten the following year by Scream 2. And then, one week later, Scream 2 was beaten by Titanic. Oh, shit. It's MTV's only theatrically, theatrically released animated film ever. Guess what? In February of 2021, a sequel was announced for Guess Where. No, guess where they're going to fucking put the sequel? Um, Paramount. Paramount Plus. Paramount, Paramount Plus is fucking awesome. Paramount, but you know what? Paramount Plus does not have Beavis Butthead to America. They're going to have the sequel, though. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember the movie? Oh, yeah. The, there was so much shit in that movie. That wait, was, wait, it is on Paramount Plus. Is it? Yep, it's on Amazon. Sweet. Pluto. And those are the ones that are free. 
Pluto, Dude. Amazon, and Paramount. You can watch them for free Dude. if you have those accounts. Beavis and Butthead Do America is fucking hilarious. And they took over-the-top humor that was on cable and made it worse. Oh, yeah. Um, when they were, I mean, one of my favorite scenes, and we won't go scene by scene, but there are several scenes we could probably discuss. One of my favorite scenes is when they're on the airplane and that old lady's sitting next to him. Yeah. And she's like, he's like, yeah, we're going to go to Vegas and we're going to score. And she's like, oh, I, I like to play the schlots. And he goes, yeah, I want to play with a few schlots myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he drinks all that. He, he like finds that beer. And he's oh, drinking yeah. it. And she, she pours all the pills. Out. Her butthead's drinking the beer. Yep. And he's like. And she gives him a bunch of candy. She gives him pills. She's like. Oh, fuck. She's like, I, I, I got, I got. She says something and she goes. She's trying to get him to calm down or yeah, something. She, 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 she's telling him, she goes, I have to um, take this from my angina. And he goes, for your what? <laughs> and she goes, I've got a. Irrhythmic heartbeat, and he goes, hey, I poop too much. <laughs> yeah. and when, when he fucking eats the shrooms in the desert, yes, and he starts, he's like, it, it looks like it looks like it looks like a music video, yeah, and it oh. starts breaking out in a rock. It was Rob Zombie, yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking, <laughs> he turns into Cornholio, <laughs> he's like, Would you like the the chicken or the the pica, uh, picada? He's like, They're at the White House, yeah. and he's staring at the picture of fucking um. Um, fuck's the president's name? Um, Nixon. Yeah, Nixon's got his hands up with like the piece, and yeah. he's got he's got his cornholio shit going. Yeah, on. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? I need TV in my bunghole. <laughs> but he'd go back. He's like, uh, "Hey, baby, I got a beer." <laughs> oh, he had the store just kicks his ass, and they're like, "Get out! Get out of the cockpit!" <laughs> you said, "Kind of like, get out!" <laughs> Oh my god! This movie. Okay, so I went. It went. It came out. When the fuck did it come out? In '96. So in '96, I was uh, 20 years old. I was, I was 17. I, in December, I was 20 years old, but I was already a regular at the bar. Yeah. So a bunch of us from the bar went to see this movie in the theater. Was we got really drunk. We snuck a bunch of beer in. Oh fuck! And then now you can buy beer at the theater. No, yeah, now you can buy beer. You used to have to sneak it in. So we snuck a bunch of beer into the theater. And before the movie started, I'm like, you know, we're, we're all drunk. I go, I'll be right back. And so I, I left, and I purposely made sure nobody went with me. I went to the fucking uh, concession stand, and I bought two orders of nachos. Oh, God. Pulled my shirt up over my head, like Cornholio, and I come walking back into the theater with these two overflowing, like, cheese dripping everywhere. And, I, and the whole time, I walk in the theater, and I'm like, ha! Nachos, nachos from my bunghole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and we were sitting clear at the top. Oh my god! I walked through that. Is that whole, Indian Hills? No, no. Indian Hills was long gone by then. Oh, I, yeah, I think it was like Oakfield. Okay, but it was when they first started putting the stadium. Yeah. Where it was like a really tall fucking theater, and I walked clear to the top, the entire time, my shirt over my head, fucking mumbling about nachos and my bunghole. And there, and people were just dying, and we were we were fucking laughing our asses off through the whole, whole fucking movie. Oh my god! And the whole theater it was so great because everybody was laughing, everybody was yelling back, everybody was doing the voices. They would say something on the screen, and probably half a dozen people would be quoting it for like five minutes after that. Oh fuck! You know the movie theater hated playing that fucking. Oh, movie. it was a mess. I, it had to be a fucking mess. But you know, just some of the shit. I mean, it was. It was insane. 
Um, <laughs> and that movie, I mean, seriously, that movie, fucking, I think it changed. You know, because then, then you notice that they started, like, the South Park got a movie. Yeah. And different, you know, there were different adult animated movies after that, but I think this was one of the first. Holy fuck, we d- Still, if I see this movie, I die for it. I haven't seen it in fucking forever. I need to watch it again. Um, they actually put it on MTV in 99. And they uh, they added a deleted scene. Really? While they were visiting the National Archives, Beavis attempts to use the restroom but cannot because of the lack of toilet paper in the stall. Coincidentally, Butthead is angry because the urinals lack the automatic flushing mechanisms that had amazed him at Yellowstone. After the rest of the tour group finishes looking at the encased Declaration of Independence, Beavis sneaks out, breaks the glass with a flagpole, <laughs> and steals oh it god. to use for TP for his bunghole. Oh my god. While archive guards rush to see what happened, Beavis cleans up and exits the stall with a piece of the declaration containing John Hancock's signature stuck to his shoe. The scene does not appear on the DVD, but it is mentioned in the commentary track. Mike Judge said that the scene did not test well. Another alternate scene was done for when uh, Butthead meets Chelsea Clinton in her bedroom, which showed her packing up to leave the White House. This, sim- this scene was created in the event that Bill Clinton lost his re-election bid against Bob Dole. But Bob Dole, Bob Dole. Bob you, but you remember Bob, Bob Dole? He, had that, that, he always had that pin in his hand because yeah. Did he have a fake hand? I think so. I think he had a fake hand, and he always had a pin. And I can't remember what it was. It was on, like, some comedy show. And uh, it wasn't SNL. It was another one. Mad TV. But it was one that was, like, more raunchy. Oh, it was probably that other one that was on MTV. Yeah. Um, fuck was that called? But, like, my name's Doug. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kids in the Hall? Was that? No, that wasn't Kids in the Hall. It was one, it was, because I think Kids in the Hall was either on Fox or Ha. Yeah, Ha, yeah. Ha, Ha. But anyways, they had the, they had a skit, and it was about, it might have been on, like, Living Color or something. It, I can't remember, but it was one that was really raunchy, and they didn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. And they had, uh, they had just this, like, fucking Bob picture of, Bob it was just a picture of a woman's back with these fucking pin marks all over it. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? And then they said, Bob Dole's wife's back after sex. And then this, the guy playing Bob Dole came on and he held that down. He goes, that's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so fucking... I laughed my ass off at that and I got in trouble. Um, Bob Dole and Al Gore. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, they, they, they thought that it looked like Clinton was going to win re-election, and he did. So they kept the original scene in. Oh, yeah, and you talked about it. It opened at number one. Um, it got a 72... It holds a 72% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, nice. Um, it's unabashedly offensive, unapologetically stupid, and unexpectedly funny. Has generally favorable reviews. Robert Roger Ebert praised the film as a vulgar satire on American youth and compared it favorably to Wayne's World. Really? Gene Siskel gave it a modest recommendation, and they gave it two thumbs up. It won the uh, BMI Film and TV Awards 
Uh, it got it, for music. MTV movie, uh, MTV Movie Awards. It got Best On Screen Duo. And at the 17th Golden Raspberry Awards, it got the Worst New Star and the Worst Screen Couple. Or it was nominated for the for the final three. They were the worst screen couple. Yeah, it was it was only nominated for the final oh. three. Um, it's on VHS, DVD. It's on. Uh, they made a special edition called the Edition that doesn't suck. And they put like all the audio commentaries and all that shit, making of documentaries. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, it was on Blu- Blu-ray. It got released on Blu-ray for the first time December of... Well, uh, it says it will be released on Blu-ray. December 7th, 2021. Oh, nice. In right commemoration the with the 25th anniversary of the film. Nice. And they've been rumoring this sequel. They want to call it Beavis and Butthead the sequel or Beavis and Butthead 2. They try... They, uh, Mike Judge said that he would like to see it on the big screen again in 2009. In 2019, he said he had some ideas, said there might be enough potential for a live-action version of the show. And then he announced February of this year that they would be streaming it on Paramount+. Plus. And uh, there apparently is something on the uh, on YouTube that they announced it. Oh, nice. Hell of a soundtrack for uh, for this film. Love Roller Coaster by uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers is a standout. Um, they did uh, Southern Comfort of the Skids is on this. Butthole Surfers. Gone Shooting by ACDC. Ozzy. Rancid. White Zombie. LL Cool J. Isaac Hayes. This is a new album? No, this is a soundtrack for the uh, Do America. Oh, fuck. And Engelbert Humperdinck's Lesbian Seagull. Lesbian seagulls forever. No, that's it's Strawberry Fields. Whatever. Dumbass. <laughs> forever. No, it was their counselor was singing uh, Lesbian Seagull. Fly with me, Lesbian Seagull. Forever. <laughs> I'm sticking with it, dude. Okay. So, Beavis and Butthead. Uh... What would you what would you say about Beavis and Butthead to wrap up? Oh, they were a major part of my teenage years. T- teenage into the twenties for me, um, just because I'm a little bit older, and I was in my twenties and when it came the movie came out. But I think it honestly it shaped. The way we interact with certain people. Oh, yeah. And it definitely shaped the way we interact with each other. Oh, definitely. I, I think. Um, and I, I kind of think that it it showed us... Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes you know, you can be a complete asshole to your friend and it, it, in a kind and, and, and caring way. Because they cared about each other. They were just dicks to each other all the time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we do. Yes, it is. So, Beavis and Butthead shaped us. You know what we should do? I think we should play the outro to Beavis and Butthead going out of this episode. That sounds wonderful. We will do that. Yes, we will. We will do that. Um, yeah, anything else about Beavis and Butthead that you want to talk about? No. I think we covered it all. We covered a, a bunch of it. Um, so, uh, 
All right, well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up, and we'll play the outro. So, uh, for the Retro Renegade Pop Culture Power, I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Uh, say goodbye, dumbass. Goodbye, dumbass. Oh, sh- shut up. <laughs> 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 Then he said penis. Yeah. Then he said masturbation. Then he said vagina. That was cool. Mm.